Welcome to DePaul Download. I'm your host, Linda Blakely, Vice President of University Marketing and Communications. In 2011, DePaul University established the College of Science and Health, bringing together eight departments, four centers, and the newly created Health Sciences Program. Since then, the college has established numerous programs, including the Doctor of Nursing Practice and Studies in Neuroscience, Speech-Language Pathology, Environmental Science, Occupational Therapy, and Community Psychology. Now, 10 years later, the college is celebrating the milestone with a variety of events. Here with me today to talk about not only the anniversary, but also what's ahead, how they are addressing diversity and STEM, and how the college has been helping to fight the COVID-19 pandemic is College of Science and Health Dean, Dr. Stephanie Dance Barnes. Stephanie, welcome to DePaul Download. Thank you, Linda. I'm so happy to be here with you today. So you have been DePaul's Dean of the College of Science and Health for about seven months now. Tell us a little bit more about yourself, your career, and your research interests. So my most recent position coming to DePaul was at Winston-Salem State University. I was there about 10 years. And while at Winston-Salem State University, I I was a biological sciences faculty member. And during my time as a faculty member, I did extensive work with the general education curriculum, particularly as it relates to integrating information literacy and science courses. I developed a novel course called the Scientific Investigation of Diseases, which was very popular. And that also led to me working um, more closely with the curriculum of the biology department where I didn't help to spearhead the, the revision of the curriculum where we added four new concentrations. And so that did um, open up a lot more opportunities for our students. Additionally, one of the areas where I saw needed growth at, at Winston-Salem State was um, with our women in science. There were no real organizations, so I developed the Women in in Science program. And um, uh, the very first program for Women in Science at the university, and it was very popular. And we actually won several awards, and um, it is still in existence today. I then went on to co-chair the Biological Sciences Department. And not long after that, I was actually also appointed to be Associate Provost and Dean of the University College of Lifelong Learning, which basically uh, does all things student success, advising, first year experience, um, academic support as it relates to tutoring and supplemental instruction. Um, So I, I was very busy in that space, but I felt all of those um, experiences uniquely p- positioned me to come into the College of Science and Health, particularly um, thinking about my research area, which is um, cancer research. Um, I did do several years um, specifically related to lung cancer, but I didn't transition to breast cancer during my postdoctoral work at the University of North Carolina Chapel Hill. Um, And with that work, my focus was in triple negative breast cancer, which is a a specific subtype of breast cancer that has um, extremely um, negative outcomes for African-American women. And so it was very important to me to bring the the area of cancer research to Winston-Salem State University because at that time there was no real cancer research going on. 
And so it allowed me to expose underrepresented students in, in that area to cancer research and particularly um, women. And so that, that then uh, brought me to DePaul and I'm so excited about the opportunity to be here. We're very fortunate to have you with us now. So how has your adjustment been to the city of Chicago and to a new academic home? Oh my goodness, it has been so interesting. So the new move during, during a pandemic, who chooses to do that? <laughs> but I've gotten through what I hope is my first Chicago winter. <laughs> so snow blowers, snow pants and boots for the kids. Um, getting used to not having things shut down as it did in North Carolina. But um, I can say the onboarding um, has not been difficult at all. Usually you think about going into a new role the onboarding can be quite um, scary, but I have to give a shout out to uh, Stephanie Smith and her team. It was so seamless. And um, I, I really appreciate the effort that was put into ensuring that um, uh, I felt comfortable here and providing resources in that regard. Um, I really came into the role trying to avoid my, that, my previous um, institution syndrome come in thinking it's going to be the same, but it's not. I really try very hard not to do that because priorities and tasks, they're ever-changing. And particularly, as I mentioned before, during a unique time where there's a pandemic going on. And so there's a need to be adaptive and flexible. And so um, I, I, I definitely see the uniqueness in DePaul. And it's, it, it, it basically um, made me reflect a bit more and think about what can I bring to this institution. Um, I think knowing the history of the professional environment of DePaul and CSH has been very important. So I've had hundreds of Zooms with faculty, students, staff, alumni, community partners, friends of the university, just to make sure that I understood that professional environment and culture and begun, begin building those relationships. Um, because I think that's important for me. And it also allows me to get constructive feedback and um, allow for meaningful reflection. So moving when you did and into a whole new role at this time, and at a time now when the college is celebrating its 10th anniversary, probably calls for a lot of reimagining. So how has the college grown and evolved since its inception? And what do you see for the college in the next 10 years? I think about really DePaul as a whole. You know, I've, I've learned a lot about the institution. And, you know, for 123 years, DePaul has been developing exceptional service-minded students. And that's what we're attempting to do within CSH. Um, I'm, I'm super excited to be the dean during this time because, as you indicated, we're celebrating a decade of excellence in teaching, service, and scholarship. Um, during um, 2021, uh, which has come in at a, at a wonderful time, where 2020, that I, I guess we can all look at as being quite challenging and um, I like to think of it as a time where we can look at, look at it as having opportunities. And so I think uh, that is perfect for us this year with this celebration, 
Um, because I think as a as a community, we've evolved and CSH has evolved as a college. And so I really want this to be a time that we're reflecting on the beginnings of the college, um, spinning out of the College of Liberal Arts and Sciences and branching off to CSH, where it had a very strong basic science foundation and then moving towards a uh, uh, a space where um, we're branching into health and clinical fields. And so um, we know that um, that all began with our BS in health sciences program. And since then we've developed our pathways program, Rosalind Franklin, which is a very important relationship that we have going. And we're in ongoing conversations to see that thrive and become even more meaningful. But I think it's even, more important for me to em emphasize that I, I believe that there was a very um, intentional thought put in, into the nimbleness of the structure of the college to ensure that we would have this crosstalk between the science and health spaces and that we could have an interdisciplinary approach to how we're delivering our uh, curriculum. Um, allowing for that collaboration and research and, and meaningful and rel relevant innovation and dis discovery. And so I'm really excited to see how um, this 10th anniversary is going to culminate because there are definitely a series of events that represent the full breadth of the college. And um, there are numerous faculty, staff, and students, alumni, and friends of the college that are working vigorously to make sure that we have an exceptional set of programming in store for everyone. And so um, with that, I just want to use this time to invite everyone to participate in these dy dy dynamic and robust series of events that are going to be upcoming soon, very soon. So back in October, the College of Science and Health faculty member, Dr. Bella Chaudhry, came on the podcast to talk about the lack of diversity in STEM and share tips on how to create an anti-racist lab. As the dean of the college, what are your goals and plans to help DePaul tackle this issue? I, I think first and foremost, and um, I those that have gotten to know me and those that will get to know me, I'm, I'm a very transparent and open person. And Visibly, when I come into a room, there is no secret that I'm an African-American female in a field that sometimes individuals like me are underrepresented. And so I, I take that as a personal responsibility to ensure that I'm creating a culture that fosters opportunities for not just African-American females, but everyone, diverse individuals to come into a space and feel comfortable with contributing and, and not just participating, but excelling. And so I think when we uh, consider diversity, um, we, we do sometimes apply color to that, but diversity comes in all shapes and forms. And for me, I want the College of Science and Health to be a comfortable, safe space for all. Um, we have worked very hard to um, uh, develop a diversity, equity, and inclusion committee that, that is college-wide. And this committee is currently working very effectively to ensure that we're evaluating our process, processes and um, reviewing data, but not just reviewing it, 
thinking about how are we going to act upon that data and, and being very intentional about what next steps will be looking at our faculty recruitment processes, because that's going to be important to ensure that we're diverse faculty in front of our students, making sure we're creating a culture where students feel comfortable um, going to their advisors, their faculty and staff to talk about um, issues that they may be having that could be impeding their learning or impeding their success. So for me, as um, the Dean of the College of Science and Health, it is to it, it, it is very important for me to ensure that we're doing all that we can as faculty and staff and students to once again, create a culture that's going to allow um, us to make an impact in our community and serve the world. And um, I, I, I think um, the work that you, you indicated earlier on about having an anti-racist lab um, that we're going to have an anti-racist college <laughs> and university institution. And part of that is acknowledging the differences. And so I think we all know that I, uh, there's a, a, a maybe a, a tendency to say, oh, I don't see color or I don't see this about an individual. But that that's part of the issue. We have to acknowledge that there are differences. And when we do that, we're more able to embrace them and to utilize the strength in those differences. So nowadays in STEM industries, there is a massive demand for healthcare workers, cutting edge research and innovative technologies. How is the college meeting these incredible demands and preparing students for life after graduation? So that is absolutely true. Um, and with the pandemic that we're currently in more than ever, we, we're seeing the growing need for um, highly point trained healthcare professionals. Um, we do know as, as a college, we're aware that the industry of healthcare is expected to add even more jobs over the next 10 years and um, be even more competitive, competitive and in need of um, well-trained healthcare professionals. And so I feel that is important for the college to ensure that we're bringing um, faculty and also opportunities to the, to the table that's going to allow our students to compete and um, not just compete, but feel um, that they are well-trained to participate and to pro provide support in these spaces. And so I think what we really need to think about as well is that the need for what we might consider acute care is go going to probably decrease a bit more as we move forward, um, that the focus is really going to move towards um, an intensified interest towards um, population health. And so within the college, we're really thinking about it from uh, a perspective of how we can really um, work better to um, educate and provide um, health support um, from a community perspective and from a public health perspective. So that is going to be really a, a growing field as we move forward. And how are we equipping our students um, to excel in with this type of dynamic? Um, we want to also make sure that we're thinking about um, the interprofessional uh, opportunities that we need to make available. 
we need to have students in the science and health spaces that can um, uh, be mindful of uh, the different types of trainings uh, across disciplines. Um, what we have found, particularly once again with the pandemic, if we don't have our nurses, our various healthcare professionals, um, and other types of clinicians that are skilled in the various areas um, and understand how to function and practice, that can lead to errors. So we wanna make sure that we're training our students so that they're focused on patient safety, um, um, inhibiting um, medical errors, and um, also ensuring that we're improving communication and collaboration. And that kind of speaks also to that technology piece. So how as researchers and um, clinicians um, in the health space, can we better inform the types of technology that can be put in place and understand how to utilize it effectively to make a difference? And so I think moving forward as a college, we'll, we'll really have to be in that mind frame of, of thinking um, in regards to how we're delivering our curriculum and opportunities for our students. Switching topics um, for a moment now to the COVID-19 pandemic, a critical part of STEM education is in-person labs. How has the college helped students complete lab work in a mostly virtual environment? The college has assisted students in completing that work very selflessly, um, passionately, mindfully, thoughtfully, um, and basically putting their all and in all into it. I cannot tell you um, the level of dedication that I've seen in faculty and staff in ensuring that we're giving the students the best possible experience, um, sometimes near exhaustion. And so I, I, I don't say any of this likely because I, I I truly know the, the amount of time and effort that they put into that work. We have departments that meet routinely to ensure that they're taking feedback from the students, taking feedback from our advising spaces, taking feedback from our student affairs places to ensure that we're providing the most effective support. And as much as we possibly can, um, trying to not have students fall between the gaps because sometimes that can, can happen because students, unfortunately, they don't know the best strategies all the time, how to self-advocate for themselves. So part of this process has been to improve communication and help provide skills for our students so that they can more effectively um, communicate their needs to us. But from a, a technical standpoint, we have faculty that are you know, utilizing Zoom Plus rooms, doing demonstrations, pre-recorded lab experiences, mailing out lab kits so students can do work from home, um, simulation labs. Um, there, there have been so many opportunities that um, our faculty have attempted to make for our students and provide for our students to ensure that they have the best possible experience. Um, there are still some faculty uh, under the best precautions using social distancing, masks, that are doing research with um, select students. So we have been doing our very best to ensure, um, despite 
being in this remote setting, we're providing the best um, possible experience for our students. And um, um, of course, we would prefer to be with them in person. And all things, um, you know, all prayers up that will be more in person in autumn. But um, I feel and I will continue to sing the praises of the faculty and staff of the College of Science and Health for the experiences that they have provided to date. One more question uh, related to COVID-19. Your college has been on the front lines of the COVID-19 pandemic, providing PPE equipment to local healthcare workers and publishing research that shaped the conversation around the coronavirus. Can you talk about some of the projects that faculty, staff, and students have been involved in? So I, I, I believe, and I, I will probably say some of the biggest efforts have been in our public health space. Um, our health sciences department have had numerous forms that have kept the college and our, um, uh, which include our students, faculty and staff up to date about the, the, the state of the disease, um, ensuring that um, everyone's well informed to make the best possible decisions possible. And so um, that has probably been some of the most important impactful work that I've seen from an education dissemination standpoint. Um, but as you mentioned, the distribution of PPE and, uh, and other resources is quite meaningful as well when we think about, um, you know, those frontline workers that have been putting their own lives at risk. We actually have in our nursing spaces where some, some of our students are still in placements. And so they're on the front line as well of, as, as well as with our nursing um, faculty. And so the, the college as a whole has um, uh, uniquely positioned itself in a, in, in, in a space where we can be, a we can provide opportunities and be leaders in regards to this pandemic. But once again, we have to always consider um, with any sort of disease is ever changing. And so we're always mindful to say that with every day, you know, something might change. And so that's why it's important for us to continue, continue to do the work that we're, we're doing so that we can ensure that we're providing the best possible information and resources so that everyone can make the best informed decisions. So I have one final question for you. What do you think makes a degree from DePaul's College of Science and Health distinctive? Outside of all the things I've already mentioned in regards to us having the most exceptional faculty, staff, and students, I do think that it's, it's obvious that um, CSH maintains the traditional exceptional quality higher education. Um particularly in this, the areas of teaching, um, intellectually rich faculty, tremendous research, and supportive systems for student success. However, I believe the mark of distinction is, is, is what I kind of indicated earlier, which drew me to DePaul, which is this Vincentian character that's embedded in all that we do. It's embedded in how we're preparing our graduates and how we're engaging them and um, uh, how we um, think about innovations and discovery and science and health because ultimately it's to serve. 
is to, is to serve our students, is to serve, serve our faculty and staff, and to be um, of service to others in our community and beyond. And so I think that that is at the core of what makes CSH distinctive. Thank you, Dr. Dance Barnes, for joining me today. I look forward to celebrating the College of Science and Health's upcoming anniversary and attending some of the events your team has planned. And finally, I want to say thank you for the college's efforts to help prevent the spread of COVID-19. I appreciate everyone's hard work and dedication. Your college is living out DePaul's Vincentian mission of what must be done each and every day. And I want to thank you too, Linda, for inviting me. And um, I want to remind everyone to not forget the, the Now We Must campaign because we can't do anything without providing financial and other resources to our students. Thank you. For more information about the College of Science and Health and its 10-year anniversary, please visit the DePaul Download website. I'm Linda Blakely. Thank you for listening to another episode of DePaul Download, presented by DePaul's Division of University Marketing and Communications.